This is JFM Podcast. We do it and we send the advice to the Pope. The Pope has not told me that what I'm doing is bad to accept uh, Director General. As a Catholic, we take that direction. But generally, as a governor of a state, I said, as a governor of a state, I'm not responsible to only my faith. In every political party, there's opportunity for you to vote for a Christian or to vote for a Muslim. If you don't want a Muslim, you wait until the electoral day, you go and vote at your choice. Very good morning to you. Thank you for staying with me on The Breakfast Show, The Morning J on J101.9 FM. And this is a flagship program. This is also where we wrap it up. So we have 55 minutes to exhaust at this time. It is 9.03 and today is... August 11, 2022, and it's a fantastic Thursday morning, a wet one so far uh, with global warming these days. You never can tell, you know, what is happening in the next patch, actually. You know, you could be telling someone, you know, where you are is raining and they may be just right next to you, maybe some few minutes away or kilometers away and it's not raining there. So, hey, I do hope you're dressed for the weather as well. Keep yourself warm. Uh, COVID is still real. Our numbers are still rising. So don't take that for granted. You don't want to have uh, a cough. Well, for some of us who have to leave for work, you know, pretty early, uh, it looks like um, we will just have to deal with this weather any which way, how that we can, as we say in Nigerian parlance. Well, um, if we are to see a future, um, we have to be willing to do all that is good and just for a better tomorrow. And... Um, for this reason, no, it's uh, time for us, you know, for, to discuss politics and current affairs at this time. And of course, some issues are making the rounds, uh, especially news uh, on security, on national security. Uh, if you check uh, most of the media outlets, you see uh, there is talk concerning security, you know, how you know, uh, willing and how genuine has government been you know, at heart to really deal with this matter, you know, and um, so many examples have been brought in. Uh, and uh, one also asks is, you know, is there any, any, any straight cut and dry method? You know, uh, people are gravitating towards self-help these days. People are tired of insecurity. We've seen Benway State Governor, Azamfara State Governor. Is that the way to go? The Southwest also with Amotekun. It's going a long way in securing that region. What are we doing here on the plateau? What should we put in place looking ahead to 2023? We won't have peaceful polls, peaceful elections. Uh, voter apathy is still a problem we have to deal with and that uh, with security or with insecurity that would probably throw a wrench in that uh, also on news we're tracking for you this Thursday being the last day and the last edition for this program 
Uh, we can say uh, also issues uh, with primaries, how are they conducted in the PDP in Oshun State, the July 16 Oshun election contested and won uh, by uh, Gov uh, Governor Yetola is contesting that. He's contesting the result. Uh, the state chapter of the PDP has described it as a wasteful voyage. Uh, one would ask, you know, is he a sore loser? Should he just, you know, take it as it is and move along? Well, we'll see all about that when we begin to analyze these stories. And then uh, INEC has denied backdating uh, and uh, the commission is yet uh, to rectify. INEC insists Lawana Pabio not recognized as senatorial candidates. Whereas, of course, INEC has to come out at, at this time to be seen as really doing the job because a lot is at stake at this time. Uh, we, we do not want to have any reason, you know, not to trust INEC at this time at all. So uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled and continue to bring you updates and opinions concerning this. You know, what is the bone of contention? Why is this still generating controversy? Uh, the new electoral act amended, does it tackle this particular area? Uh, are they new to the status quo as well? Uh, is this supporting INEC, you know? Uh, we'll say INEC is not perfect and that uh, we can allow them to do their, can we at least allow them to do their job, you know? When we continue to see um, Lawan and Apabios just coming up, we'll find out why. Do some people feel they are above the law? Uh, there are some um, criteria before INEC before INEC uh, decides that, you know, an election has been held and is valid and is recognized as well. You know, we've also seen this week as well, uh, with news we're tracking for you, VCs beg FG to resolve ASU crisis. Crisis in our education sector uh, will definitely continue to create socioeconomic crisis as well. And I just wonder, you know, the batches of NYSC, uh, same admissions have been disrupted. Uh, JAM is also being questioned on why it is still, uh, you know, uh, carrying out examinations. You know, you wonder where the students are going. Well, all of this. And then we also see banditry rising with the insecurity. And then the students, the youths, you know, do not have a place to channel their energy. And then uh, the governor of Plateau State, you know, and that ticket, that's, that's so... Uh, gist would say it is sore to some people's ears and it is good news to some people's ears uh, at some point you ask yourself um, are we looking at these issues the right way uh, should we make this um, about religion at this time well I have with me Prince George Undu the former Plateau State IPAC chairman and we'll be jumping into these conversations this morning good morning to you Prince George, good to have you here with us. Good morning, all. All right, so um, let's talk about, let's just start quickly with the governor of Plateau State and uh, what he has said, you know, that uh, even the Pope, you know, has not come out to condemn the fact that, you know, he's supporting a Muslim-Muslim ticket. But some people are frowning, you know, at that. And um, are we looking at it the right way? After all, at the end of the day, all you have to do is get your PVC and vote. What does it matter? Should it matter? Well, in a way, it doesn't matter, but uh, in another, if you look at it in another way, it also matters. Um, um, there's something about the governor and uh, the way he talks. Sometimes it could be flippant. I remember, uh, I don't need to even go back to that, but if you look at uh, some of the statements he had made in the past, some of them are not executive in nature. Dragging the name of the Pope into this issue at this time is quite insensitive. 
Um, we appreciate the fact that he has a, a high office, one of the highest in the Catholic Church. But uh, local politics should remain what it is, should have left it here. Let him defend his own decision. Let him not escalate that decision onto areas where it will cause such controversies. Hmm. He has uh, done that in this sense. And to me, too, to Nigerians, I, I beg them, if it, is, if it is seen that we don't have options, that's why we should worry. The only way, if you are really angry at such actions, the best thing is to galvanize people. Let them know that this thing is not sellable. This thing does not represent a popular opinion. That this thing does not represent the ideals that brings out the best in everybody. Look, I believe in Nigeria. I believe in the complexity of Nigeria. And I also believe that uh, the complexities of Nigeria and even the internal competitions, the way to go is making each and every one of us to bring the best out of us for collective good. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, let's move on now to other news that we've been tracking this week. Um, the Committee of Vice Chancellors of Nigerian Universities has said that the government's insistence that it does not have money to fund Nigerian universities is disheartening. The punch, of course, and many newspapers carried this report this week. The Minister of State for Labor and Employment, Festus Kiyamo, had in an interview said that the government had no money to meet the academic staff union of universities' demands and would not go into borrowing. But at the same time, we've seen the government borrow and uh, continuously uh, borrow when it concerns other issues but as for the universities uh, it seems uh, they insist and they are saying that you know they do not have the funds for that um, thank you so much for joining us Mr. Siri Liboli social commentator advocate for good governance good morning to you good morning listeners all right, so let's let's just throw you in right away uh, concerning ASU and the federal government and, and the, the Minister of State for Labor and Employment, Festus Kayamo, what he said in the interview that the, fed, the government had no money to meet academic, academic staff union of universities' demands and would not go into borrowing. Students are still at home. Uh, criminality is still rising. I don't know why we wonder... I don't know where we're looking for the solutions or for, for where the problems are coming from. I don't know how you view uh, this particular situation, this uh, face-off that just won't go away. It's, it's really sore. Um, good morning, listeners, once again. The ASU, the ASU matter is uh, truly very worrisome. Uh, this particular phase commenced on the 14th of February, which was uh, Valentine's Day, and uh, we are still at it. To hear a man like uh, Festus Kayemo say that um, the federal government does not have money for us, it beggars belief. Our same federal government has borrowed money to do very funny things including recently buying vehicles for a neighboring country, funding um, a rail track to the same country, and continues to borrow. We have borrowed to the hilt for so many other things, 
Why not education? It just simply tells you what people consider to be a priority. And in the case of uh, Festus Kayemo, I actually feel sorry for the young man. And the reason is um, he tends to turn logic on its head. You cannot say you are the Minister for State for Labour and make those kind of statements. That statement does not unify. It does not bring solution. It just portrays you as one being stuck to your own guns, that, like they are set in their ways and let uh, hell or high water happen and they care less. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is concerning that a man of such high office can make uh, such utterance. It's very sad. As per begging the ASU, this matter is not a question of begging. There are so many dimensions to it. We've had the story of uh, the issue of EPs, UTAS, and so on. The payment platform, which is a technology-driven solution. Can't we find a third solution, for goodness sake? This, we're talking about technology on how to pay uh, lecturers. And it will take six months to resolve that. Then other issues from the 2009 concerns of ASU are still pending. And the same federal government has approved 60-something universities. Now, if you can't pay the current lecturers, these universities you're se setting up, where are you going to get the people who will man them and then you pay and, and you fund uh, the, the universities if you can't manage the ones? So you begin to wonder, what's wrong with our policymakers? You've not managed the ones you have. You're approving new ones. You're uh, expanding the situation or the problem, and then you are still uh, hell-bent. Held and in the case of education, human capital development, the two pivots or so that hold it up basically are healthcare and education. And globally, there is an amount you are expected to budget annually if you're going to make impact in these areas, about 26% of your budget. In Nigeria, we do a fraction of that, and we want education 5%. to work. I, I, it's very unfortunate. It's, I don't think it's ever gotten to 9%. 5%. Even. 5%, 5%. 5, 4, 5 on education, and you want uh, your educational system to bring, produce world-class uh, graduates that will compete in the global arena of today, hmm. we're, we're okay. just not um, serious. Um, Mr. George, I mean, again, with, with this, I would say, grim picture that has just been painted, you know, uh, the, the federal government, Buhari, is urging Nigerians saying don't allow another civil war. Uh, in the country, says self-centeredness cause of war that claimed one million lives, stresses that Nigeria will remain one, you know, and um, that he would not allow what's repeated in the country in 1967 to 1970, and identified self-centeredness as the main cause of the civil war that claimed one million lives. And then here we are, we have uh, uh, youths who are in the prime, you know, of their lives, the most active phase of their lives, just sitting now at home, and then the government is saying, uh, you know, the country must remain one, and that self-centeredness, you know, was the cause of the of, of the civil war. I mean, how do you juxtapose these two issues? First and foremost, um, having been one of the war victims, 
I remember when I turned one, as I was told, because I wasn't really conscious of the, my environment then. Mm. I remember I never had a good childhood uh, uh, upbringing within this period in question. I, we had to dodge bullets, uh, dodge bombs, and all whatnot in the southeast. I was even one of the Kwashioko victims, mm. and you know, all of this is sunk in, and you know, the the hard thing about war, I grew up with. But having said and painted all these pictures, I want us to look at um, um, the statement from where it's coming from. It is a common notion that it is the head of the dog that tells the body of the dog to whack the tail, and not the tail of the body, uh, not the tail of the dog that tells the dog to whack its head. So if, for example, he has seen all of this, example, best examples are best, you know, brought forth by the leadership. How has he, in his seven years of uh, uh, ruling this country, has he been able to unite this country? Has he been able to be just to all concerned? Has he been able to you know, galvanize this country into a country to be envied. I remember where we were in 2015. This is the, this is the worst in my 50-something years in life. This is the worst we've seen. Even the civil war that we have, I was being painted, I can tell you that grimmer pictures are all over there. Some people are experiencing much more than what I had experienced or what we had experienced in the Southeast. At least the remaining part of the country had semblance of, um, of normality in them. But what are we seeing now? It is left for the government to stop this psychological uh, warfare that they've been using against the citizen. And this is time, it's no longer time for politics, it's time for them to unite this country and uniting this country, I've seen they've gone past several uh, windows. What I want them to do is to give us a free, fair, and credible election. And let them also make sure that these bandits, these terrorists, or whoever you call them, they will be able to allow us to have a good election. And if the election turns out the way a lot of us are thinking it would, optimistically, let them be able to magnanimously hand over. That is all I expect from this government because they've passed redemption. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Cyril, uh, when we look at insecurity, I mean, it's at the heart uh, of, of the masses right now. Uh, people are gravitating towards self-help. We've seen uh, Benway State uh, just um, launched a security outfit. Zamfara State has been bordering on that. I think Bauchi is also bordering on that. Uh, is, is that the way to go? And is there anything else, you know, state governors or legislation or local governments can do? Well, there's so much we can, um, let me say this. There's how long you can live in denial. <coughs> the fact of it is that state police its time has come. Anybody who is arguing with that is arguing with reality. Because in policing, it's difficult in a federation like ours. You bring somebody from Uyo, you put him in Barkin Ladi, 
and you expect him to be effective. He doesn't understand the language, the culture, and all that. In the era of the, the way the world operates, emotional and cultural intelligence are key. You need to understand your environment where you're operating. And uh, our intelligence network, a lot of time, is not for not being effective. The reality has turned against them. And as for the bandits, Boko Haram, and so on, when government takes a posture, there's one rule globally I learned over time. You do not negotiate with terrorists. But when we begin to call meetings with them, governors uh, snap pictures with terrorists, selfies. do selfies and hold them and, and, and but, traditional rulers. One will have to argue because, I mean, for some of the victims that were released um, just lately, currently, recently, uh, they said Sheikh Gumi, you know, was part of that negotiation team. And many are still confused about how to view, uh, you know, Sheikh Gumi being able to do that. And yet the security is saying that they do not know where these people are. Well, Sheikh Gumi may have negotiated, but money would have exchanged hands. You understand? Now, so what we are doing is to celebrate banditry. We've made it the most lucrative profession in Nigeria now. Yes, yes. They are cashing out big time. And uh, in, in, in some instances, our military, like this issue of repentant terrorists, I've never had that concept anywhere in the world. We bring them into our army. And uh, we are surprised how our intelligence and the army is being compromised. There are certain things we are doing really in this country that I cannot get to wrap my uh, mind around it. It's mind-boggling. And so we are where we are because of the decisions we have taken. And we have made matters worse. We've exacerbated matters. Bandits are getting traditional tile titles for goodness sake in broad daylight uh, we talked about the selfies and the question is if Shegumi knows where to meet them and negotiate it means that you can find them and eliminate them so what are we really talking about is he operating is he using uh, uh, maybe telepathy to communicate with them he must have either called them or met them physically and so on. So they are situated somewhere, located somewhere, to the knowledge of some people, and nothing is being done. And we are talking about insecurity. We've allowed it. The security architecture seems to have embraced it, and I, I think it's now big business. What can legislators do, Mr. George? What can legislators do, Mr. George? Is there, is there hope? Is there any window to legislate on this? Can we, will, will, will state policing see the light of day? Well, um, in the twilight of this administration. <laughs> this administration. <laughs> um, the administration in every front, whether legislative, executive, even the judiciary, all of these things, is, well, to say the least, uh, have been a great a monumental disappointment. Um, what I believe should be done now is the pressure being given on to the president. Look, this government has nothing to offer any longer. Whoever has this belief that uh, something might get better, it might get a little bit better since there have been pressure piled onto the government. That's this issue of uh, 
uh, impeachment. You can see uh, suddenly the mm. bandits are being seen, uh, their, their hideouts are being bombed, and uh, arrests were, are being made. It shows that there's no political will in the first instance. Look, it is not the quantum of law that is brought in on board. It is how the executive will to execute them. So do you think that if the governors come together, they can actually make sure in some way that this bill is passed? The instead government. of just lamenting and saying that they are not the chief uh, they are the security officers of you know, their states. If, uh, they are, if, if, if they really have the masses at heart, um, I mean, what, what actions should we be seeing at this time? Mr. Cyril. Well, well the, those who want to do something are doing something. Those who want to talk about it are talking about it. I know that to some extent, Omotekun is being effective. Ibubagu yes. uh, is there in, in some states in the southeast. Benue has just started something. So uh, talk is cheap. Do something about Do the one you can do for now. We cannot wait till eternity for tables to turn around. But having said that, the security architecture and the, the design, which is, I, I mean, look at the composition of the leaders of our security agencies. You begin to wonder, um, and then we're in the middle of all this. It's it's really very sad where we find ourselves. And uh, I, I I wouldn't say I sympathize with the president because the box stop on in, stops on his table. He should take action. Responsibility. We have, yes, and, and, and take ownership. We have what it but takes. But he has taken actions. He has reeled out orders, time without number. Action. The National Assembly also has shown their concern lately. They had a meeting with security And chiefs. what do you do? What do you do if the actions you took or the, the, the order you gave Okay, so then, then what do you expect to see that you're not seeing? Let, let me let me let yes. me give an example. Okay, okay, the Kujay prison, for example. Uh, uh, there should have been from there, a lot of heads should have rolled. A lot of heads should have rolled. Now, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of heads should have rolled from there. Uh, you see, Obasanjo wants Obasanjo wants the the Obasanjo once said something. He said, "Look, you do not reinforce failure." When you seem not to even act on someone's failure, if you don't punish someone on his own failure, you are inadvertently telling the person that is doing well. And you remember that from time, even the incident in Benue State where the IG did not go to where he was sent, in a Senate climb, the IG should have resigned on that action. But what do you see? Even the longest-serving uh, chief of um, army staff, he was eased off. After being eased off, he was rewarded with an ambassadorial position. Look, if punishment are not meted for an order that the executive, the CNC, has given and is not obeyed, what then do you t talk about? Okay, then how can we ensure that the citizens are also participating, that if the government is not doing what it is supposed to be seen doing, which is uh, making sure, you know, that these offenses are punished, you know, heads roll. If the government is not doing that, what should the citizens do to make the sure they call the government to order? The thing that the citizens should do is one of the In psychology, there's what they call the weak and the quick. When you wake up, then there's a shaking. And on the government side, when there is a quick, there is a weak. Like in Elsass, the youth woke up and there was a shake. Then 
in the on the side of the government, there was a quake that woke them up. You see, like I told you, this government, I have lost complete confidence in them, and I don't think there's anything they have to offer. The best they can do for us, as, I, as far as I'm concerned, is this election. And the best the Nigerian citizenry can give to us, as, 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 as we're concerned, is to come out massively, vote for a change. Ballot quake is what we are looking for. And that's the only thing that can change it. When a government that is responsible and responsive comes in, uh, into, uh, into governance, a lot of this will change. That's my own belief. But this government, reel it out from 2015 until now. What have they been responsive at? Nothing. They either allow the thing to linger and fester and become part of the problem than even acting upon them. Actions that will have been taken early in the day okay. are left Talking about actions uh, that need to be taken, talking about 2023 uh, general elections coming up, uh, we know that some issues or some events may shape it. And uh, lately, uh, in the media space, this week also news we're tracking on your behalf, uh, NSAS protests may shape outcome of 2023 presidential elections. Also this week, uh, the former Emir Sanusi was in the news you know, asking the youths to take their power back to ensure accountability and transparency, you know. And Festus Keamo, the Minister of State for Labor and Employment, said the outcome of NSAS will not have any impact on 2023 elections as most of the issues raised by the protesters have been addressed by the federal <laughs> government. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Cyril. Now, on the issue of NSAS... Shaping. So besides NSAS, okay, yes, and then what other issues do you see shaping the 2023 Insecurity. Insecurity. Mm. Hunger. Now, hunger, starvation, stress. People are Strike. falling. People are falling dying. and dying. It's sad. Uh, but you see, like the NSAS thing showed uh, the young people something, that it's, it is possible to get unified and get organized. And they created an e-struggle. Now the e-struggle has metamorphosed and it's still driving the conversation now, even in the political space. And uh, some candidates are benefiting, some are wondering what is going on, some are arguing. But whether we like it or not, there's already a set template and answers will definitely define, define what happens in 2023. Anybody who is arguing with that will wake up uh, and uh, to a root shock mm. in 2023. That's as <laughs> as oh. per all that things um, that will define it. Obviously, uh, as we've said, the security situation, the state of the economy, uh, we're technically bankrupt now as a nation. Mm. Mm. We, well, so we then, are, then so you wonder that those who needed to be compensated, you know, from the NSAS, if there is no money, you know, you wonder if they have been compensated when they are saying that they have met all their demands. Uh, well, I, I am usually very skeptical mm. when I hear such things being bandied by government and senior functionaries. It's pe pe people like talking a lot, but uh, the things will come out in the open sooner than later. Well, if the they've taken care of it, it mm -hmm. we will know. 
Indeed, the phone lines are open. While the trains have uh, all been withdrawn because of insecurity, inflation is climbing up. Our foreign exchange is uncontrollable at the moment. Uh, well, it's almost like we're at a war front presently. Uh, surely uh, Nigerians uh, are going to go out to vote come 2023. What are some of the issues that you will be putting forward? What are some of the issues that you think are important You know that would probably sway you towards one candidate or the other? Good morning to you. You can join us. You can join the conversation on our social media handles as well. Facebook.com forward slash JFMJOS. Instagram and Twitter at JFMJOS. Good morning and welcome. Hello. Good morning. Welcome. Let's talk. Thank you, Thank you very much. My name is Eddie Kumar. I'm calling from Teacher and T. Junction. You see, your guests have spoken the mind of Nigerian. In this present administration, there is nothing we are going to say that they have done. All the promises that they have done in this present administration, they, it have been worsened. The only thing that they can bring is just the issue of religion and ethnicity. Because of the campaign that they are just bringing it... When it comes so when to they, the, bring, yes. they bring the issues of religion, how should people handle it, in your opinion? Yes, in my opinion, people should be very, very wise and very... Go away with the issue of religion. We should find a solution because Nigeria, we need to unite ourselves and find a solution to a problem that a person that will bring us out of this problem, irrespective of his religion, irrespective of his tribe, irrespective of where he comes from. But the youth have so to. If you put it that way, then can we now say that the Muslim Muslim ticket doesn't matter? Just go get your PVC, even though some people feel offended by that ticket. No, the Muslim Muslim ticket matters a lot. That's why I said that nothing that this present administration is bringing is just the issue of religion. You see, what the APC consider is that the Muslim Muslim ticket that considering the population of the north, they're not thinking that even if the north, they did not get any vote. Are you saying that you feel that the north cannot win the election on its own? Do, do not cannot win the uh, uh, let's say the APC cannot win the election on their own or do not cannot win the election on their own without the combination of Nigeria. Thank you so because much. Because we have the uh, percentage we of We appreciate your time this morning and your contribution. Thank you. Zero nine zero five five six and four places nine nine. Good morning. Hello and welcome. Good morning, Joel. Good morning, the guest in the house. Good morning. Let's talk. Let's yes, talk. I want to talk the issue on the ground. Your guests have spoken very well on that. And I like it. There's nothing you can do for this government. Because already there is no without done by from the president himself. He has invited Nigeria to the sentiment. And I'm not going to be fighting now. Because if you have two children and take one, that one will not give you two. And that is against everybody. On the issue of justice, Kiyama, it's very, very unfortunate for that man to be talking arrogantly. Already you know that no condition is permanent. More is there, more may not be there. And for Nigeria, under this government, to be borrowing and investing in another country, while we are talking here, our four children that the university are staying with me here, mm. we don't see that time. Think of that. Now, there are more criminals on the, on, the, on the society. It's quite unfortunate. 
So those students, those, the four students who live with you. Okay, the four students, the, the four students who live with you, the four students who live with you, are you there? Hello, are you there? Oh dear, dear. Alrighty. Hello, good morning and welcome. Hello, good morning. Good morning, welcome. Thank you very much. Solomon Atang is calling from Juju. Let's talk. Honestly, I want to comment on the issue of the uh, long uh, um, involving Pope in the issue of, um, of this um, election. Let's not be religious. Let's be objective. Let's not be religious and sentimental. Are you going to be objective? Yes, I will not. I will, I will be straightforward. It's my opinion, but I'm not talking about. Uh, give me uh, religion something. I want to be careful and understand my point. Okay. I'm listening. Hello, are you there? Oh, oh dear, dear, dear. Too bad. Please, if you can do reach, reach out again. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight, and you can also drop your comments on our feedback handle on facebook.com forward slash jfmjoss, Twitter at jfmjoss. Uh, Slim Z Solomon on Facebook says, Good morning, Zoya and the guests. I want to talk about ASU. The federal government should pay students. Are very tired of staying at home. That's just what I wanted to ask uh, the caller before the last call that dropped. You know, that how, you know, is the continence of those students? Because I hear a lot of them are, you know, on the brink of depression. Because you're at home, you can't even study. Then it's not like you can do any business. It's not like you can travel. Like you're just incapacitated, you know. Um, S.A. Bastine says federal government should settle ASU so that students can go back to school. Uh, F.E. Sardan says good morning, Zoe and the guests in the building. Hope your night uh, says uh, looking closely, things going on in this country or state seriously. Many things are going beyond repair. If needful is not done, I pray this country, God help us through. Uh, Geo Mali Boy Paul says to me, ASU are selfish and does not have the interest of Nigerian students at heart because most of these senior lecturers, their children are not studying in Nigeria. Most of them have big businesses to sustain them and their families. That's why they don't care about students at home because of the politics they are playing. Most of his the junior lecturers are finding it difficult to feed their homes because they depend on their salaries. It has been denied by the federal government. What do you say about this uh, particular perception? You know, some people, you, you, I mean, everybody cannot be 100% with ASU, you know, no matter what. There will always be this 1% or 0.001% of people. Yes, Mr. Cyril? It, the person is he a student or he's mm, well he's just a commentator for uh, well we I, I think um it's a very funny perspective uh, mm. because whether they are junior or senior they all form part of what ASU. does he need to understand real quick well what he needs to understand is that their demands are legit that their demands will help improve the educational system, that we need more funding, that we need better welfare. And there's a, even a dangerous trend going on. We used to have what we call brain drain, where trained uh, people uh, leave the country. Now we have the drain. It has gone a step lower. Students are leaving now. Hmm. And are not likely coming back. Hmm. So we have, we're also losing yeah, our youth. New phrase, a phrase, Jakba, you know, hashtag Jakba, that means, you know, is a slang for leave, you know. Yes. And, and so it's a very dangerous thing because if we, if we begin to lose our young and energetic and intelligent and innovative mm. minds, even when they are being formed, um, will we ever be able to harness them? Will we get them back? Mm. Uh, I understand that uh, when, they, when you have people who have schooled, worked, and they 
go abroad, sometimes it, it helps with the so-called uh, issue of expatriate, uh, people sending diaspora yeah. funding and all yeah. that. Uh, it becomes like a brain gain. But if people live before they have even understood their identity and who they are, they go and they get assimilated. Mm. You lose those ones. Mm. So it, I, I think... Um, looking at that angle, you wonder. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think it's quite dangerous where we are getting to because our young people are exiting now those who should be in university and I mean, they are also, exiting. I mean, I was reading about how expensive it is to go to a private university that none of them cost less than one million naira at the moment. You know, and then looking at looking at the dwindling economy, you wonder how many parents can actually afford that. I went to a public university. I went to a public federal government. I went to federal government college, Joss. I went to Ibu Zaria. So, I mean, I cannot imagine, you know, paying one million naira. So, if my parents did not have that, then I probably wouldn't have gone to the university. Well, uh, I think we have a, a very messy situation in our hands. And um, if you see countries where they are investing in human capital and the labor force in schools and in education, there's the real same thing that happened in Rwanda, where teachers' salary was multiplied, in some cases uh, eight times, five times, mm. and so on. Mm. Private schools are shutting down. Wow, look at that. Everybody is heading for the government job. Look at that. You know, and uh, the educational system is uh, getting a boost. Africans from other countries are heading to Rwanda to go to school. And And I tell people... to exit here. Yes. The airlines are exiting. And and as they are going there, they are going to spend their money in Rwanda, pay for services and so on. So the country benefits. I mean, they are not coming back. And yes, and a lot will not come back. So we, we are just We're kidding ourselves. Yes. Yes. human beings. We are right now, expo- yes, we, that is exactly where we are now. We are right now exporting human, human <laughs> beings too. And our neighboring African countries are having a field day. Hmm. Even Cotonou here hmm. uh, and so on. Ghana, Senegal, some of these countries, they know that, you know, Cameroon. By the by, we're really hardworking people and all we want is just an environment where we can thrive. And yeah. so as Antiras. long as we find a place where we can thrive, we are going there. Exactly. You know, and, it's, it's really a pity. Well, um, let's move to issues now of politics. Uh, INEC insists Lawan Akwabio not recognized as a senatorial candidate. Uh, what is the bone of contention? Why is this issue still generating any controversy at this time? Uh, the new electoral act, uh, Mr. George, uh, does it tackle this uh, or are they trying to you know muscle their way through this you know uh, are they, they're not new to the status quo this these two people yeah they are trying to muscle their way you can even from the onset when Lawa lost uh, uh, the presidential um, um, Primary. primaries he came back bulldozed his way wanted the same person to but Thank God for the person's uh, resolve, and he stayed his ground. A lot of things happened. In fact, at the time, Lawa even threatened to join uh, PDP. And uh, whoever wants to do that, uh, whoever wants to... Why did they... Okay, why is this thing not going away? Mm -hmm. It tells you the kind of human beings we have up there. They can do anything. And you see, the worry of Nigerians is valid. This is the this is the place where I want to be, I beg INEC to be to be firm. Hmm. 
this thing, the issue of um, these tickets have been lost and won. Let the people that won be the same candidates that will want to see them over there. I mean, what would what would what would this mean? Perchance, you know, if INEC should rescind on this decision, it, it shows that they are they are more willing to compromise the remaining uh, the remaining uh, procedure. So a lot is at stake at a this lot, time, Mr. Cyril. I think INEC has already made it clear they are not shifting mm. grounds. Uh, their director in charge of this area, Afestu Sokoye, made that very clear, and the. Uh, document going round that uh, INEC has approved uh, uh, their names and all that is is false. Mm. Uh, so I believe that uh, Babio and Lawa should just uh, go find some <coughs> other thing uh, uh, to well, do. Some, some are saying that. Some are saying that. Um, uh, well, first of all, what should be the fate of these two? Then some are saying that they blame their constituency because they are the ones you know that keep pushing them. Uh, you know, and who are the constituents now? Mm. That's the question. Who are the constituents? Are, 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 are they not the same people that elected these other ones? Mm -hmm. this, these are narratives that these politicians will sell to you and bring forth lies, outright lies. I want to sell it onto Nigerians. Mm. Look, these things are like I told you, it has been lost and won. The people whose names are on those uh, tickets should be the people who every of those uh, constituents should, should vote for. All right, let's take some more phone calls. Hello, good morning. Oh dear, missed that call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Zori and your guest. It's Radio Mama. I don't know, calling from right now. Zori, you know what is bothering me? Mm. Now, this uh, President Buhari sincerely believes that uh, there is enough of ASO strike. What are the IPPIS? That one is a, is a policy. Buhari is the only person who has the power to say if you migrate them from that IPPIS to the Utah. You know, I don't know. So uh, then when you hear the Minister of the uh, State of Global, you're coming on air, he's speaking his ignorance, talking down on them, saying that they don't have money. They don't have money, but they have money to, to they, have, they can borrow money to, to go and uh, uh, they, they build a railway to Madara or whatever, and then uh, uh, the, the rent cast to Niger. And uh, Buhari was able to uh, told, told us on, on television that he did that because his cousin said, what kind of country is this? I want in Nigeria where we have a national policy, you know, where people will do their correct thing, have a strong institution. That's why. That's why people, when, when they want to vote, they will tell you, uh, if, they, if they lose, if they, if they don't vote for this party, uh, they will have 5% uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, development. Where, where does that happen? It doesn't happen anywhere. It's only Nigeria. All the same, let's not give up in this country. Thank I didn't you so much, Radio Mama. Hello, good morning and welcome. Hello, are you there? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, God bless you. Let's talk. Do we, anybody that are choosing ASU is dumbing way to this country. It's part of this government that I that 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 I dealing with Nigerians. So my own state this morning is that uh, APC they are trying to use the kind of uh, propaganda they used in twenty fifteen to win election twenty twenty three because they know that it's not do well. So um, nah. So God bless you this morning. Thank you indeed. All right, let's get back to the conversation. And um, another issue we've seen in the news, well, we've seen clearly that Nigerians really are not happy about uh, the state of the nation and what is going on at the moment. Things are really difficult. Sometimes I really wonder how we're able to keep it together. And I once read that we're a terrorized nation. You know, we're economically terrorized. We're... Uh, socially, physically terrorized in, in every way possible. 
I, I really do hope, you know, for a soft landing after this, you know, and I do hope that some heads will roll still on issues of politics. The July 16 Oshun election contested, uh, Oyetela is contesting the results. The state chapter of the PDP has described it as a wasteful voyage. And, um, well, uh, it's the APC a sole loser uh, in this case. Are they being bad losers in Oshun? Uh, because we also have news, of course, that uh, when uh, Oyetola won, you know, Adeleke also went all the way to the Supreme Court. So is this like a rematch? Well, uh, I believe that uh, Oyetola is well within his rights mm. to say he does not accept he can do whatever he likes, go to whichever court. That is his prerogative. However, as of today, until any other contrary thing happens, the election has been won and lost. And um, why are they not contesting the one in equity? So I believe generally that uh, our politicians should also learn how to lose gracefully and those who win should also be magnanimous in victory uh, because governance is a collective. Everybody's uh, hand needs to be on deck, and we believe that it is a continuum. So uh, I wish they don't have to bicker and rancor, but Oyetola is within his right to go wherever he wants to go. As a former IPAC chairman, uh, what do you make of this situation? No, let him ventilate. advisory council. No, he has the right to ventilate. Um, mm. But, but uh, like uh, my colleague here had said, um, it is one thing to go to the courts, uh, up to the Supreme Court uh, level. It's another thing to fight a war that is... Uh, a war that you cannot win. Because every observation, every of the... Of observers that were there, and what they observed shows that, they, to a great extent, the election was free, fair, and credible. Mm. Even though they were vote buying, especially from their own side, especially from their own side, because they had they had the watches, they had the posts mm. to buy uh, voters. Let them try. Uh, my happiness now is that there, there were no incidents of ballot box snatching. There were no incidents of uh, at, uh, my ballot box uh, stuffing. All of this shows inadvertently that the, the, the electoral, the electoral uh, uh, processes were fair enough. And are changing yes. for the better. Yes. All right, so let's talk about PDP crisis. Shitio Swords, Bode George sends message to Atiku, Wike, Ayu. Um, how do you see how this party is handling its internal crisis, you being former IPAC chairman again? Well, PDP, uh, this is my own opinion. I don't care what any other person thinks. He's, he's entitled to his own. PDP lost it when Atiku came back. Atiku was the same person alongside the same Tinubu who had gone 2015, 2014, going around and told them all sorts of things about, uh, about uh, PDP. Now he got in 20, uh, 2019. Um, uh, within that time, within that time, it itself, yeah. it, it let us know that... Um, so how do you think they're handling their issues now? Do you see them coming out of this, you know, unscattered? 
well uh, the windows are closing fast wiki uh you know is is of these course. are two tough these are two tough individuals within themselves and they are standing their grounds if they had done this thing a month back mm. or much uh, earlier all of these things will not still appertain now but the way it is it's it's getting worse. All right. Tinubu denies demanding 50 billion naira monthly from former Lagos Governor Ambode. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the candidates, you know, of the major parties. A lot of this is... A lot of them will come out. A lot the, of this will come out. Mm. The thing with the, the Tibu, Tinubu uh, stuff in Lagos is that he used um, his uh, network to legislate his companies into the laws mm. to so they are now untouchable to mm. get them Money. to handle revenue and be paid a commission my world they attempted to do story. the same let's thing let's at remita for, too let's, the let's leave this for another day so i mean uh, 2023 is around the corner take back nigeria uh, there's, there is a new force of nature on the horizon, and that is the young people on whom the government uh, have, has failed. They are hungry, they are organized, they are capable of making a difference. And of course, again, uh, the month of October is around the corner, 2020. Hashtag uh, will still be back in our memories again. What is your advice to the youths at this time? Let them not be violent uh, in that uh, memoriam. Let them use the period to galvanize and strategize. We have one common thing in mind. This rot has to stop. Mm. All right, Mr. Cyril. I, I think the youth sound course, they are being heard, they are loud, and their message is clear. Mm. For those who are in denial, well, they will get the memo at the appointed time. Uh, so the youths. I, I salute them. Kudos. Well, the theme for the International Youth Day, uh, intergen intergenerational solidarity, uh, creating a world for all ages to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, the world needs to leverage the full potential of all generations indeed. And solidarity across generations is key for sustainable development. What is your take on this? And we wrap it up here. Yeah, let them... It, it, from what you've just said now, it is them that will that will drive this process of liberating us, liberating us from these shackles, from this bondage that we found ourselves. These are the same people that sold. These are for the people that sold us this dummy of um, of of leaving the rice that has sand into buying the sand that has rice. Hmm. Wow, that's a heavy one right there. That's a good place to leave it with you, Mr. Prince George. Let's get your last words on this, uh, Mr. Cyril Igwoli. Uh, what should the youth begin to do to gain respect, inclusivity, and the elderly in government as well? Well, they should handle their affairs. Uh, they be organized in whatever they, uh, they do and show leadership because um, they don't need to wait. They need to take back what belongs to them their time is now mm. all right thank you so much it has been a very educative informative and entertaining morning uh, on the morning J this 11th day of August 2022. It is 9.55am. I want to say a big thank you to you, Mr. Cyril Igboli, the social commentator, advocate for good governance, and also Prince George Undu, the former Plateau State IPAC chairman. 
Thank you, gentlemen, for your time. You we appreciate much. that. All right, uh, for you, my listener, thank you for staying with me. Thank you for choosing J101.9 FM. I remain your morning angel, yours truly, Zoe Machunga. Keep listening. More programs coming your way. And uh, have yourself a fantastic Thursday morning. And I say adios. Get your PVC. We're going, we have history to make together. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.